Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, there's nothing like the name of Jesus. He's the name above all names. The name above sickness. The name above disease. The name above death. He is the name above all names. He is the name above all names. Do you believe it? Power of God's here. Genesis 22. I just felt to share this. And, and that song is, is so fitting. It says that when Abraham, Abraham awoke, he, he, uh, he got up early, it says. He got up early. And he chopped the wood, it says got the wood and he got it prepared and he started preparing preparing for the sacrifice he got up early it says and he chopped the wood and he prepared the wood to carry and he took the wood and it also says he Abraham also carried the fire it said Abraham carried the fire I want to say to you today what are you carrying what are you carrying with you today See, the fire requires to be carried. It needs to be carried. Carried in a, if you look up your commentary, carried it in a pot. He carried it with him, carried the coals with him. He carried the fire. I want to tell you today that you're carrying something. Be aware of what you're carrying today. Be aware of what is on your life and what you have in your life. You see, he says that he prepared for this moment. He prepared for it. He carried the fire. He prepared. He got up early. He spent time in God's presence. See, fire needs a few things. It needs three things, doesn't it? It needs fuel, it needs heat, and it needs air. It needs fuel, it needs heat, it needs air. Your your hunger is the fuel for the fire. It happened on the day of Pentecost. 120 people praying. They were hungry. They were hungry. It's hunger that fuels the fire. Are you hearing me, church? Don't go to sleep on me now. It's hunger that fuels the fire. I sense a spirit of hunger in this place this morning. There is such a powerful presence of hunger in here. It's hunger that fuels the fire. Fire also needs another thing, heat. It needs heat. It needs His power. It needs power. It needs heat to come upon it. Come on, it needs hunger. It needs thirst. It needs air. And it says, and then suddenly God breathed. God breathed. I want to tell you, you're carrying the fire. Start to prepare for it. Start to prepare each and every day to carry the fire. And then see what God does. Then see when God breathes. See when God breathes on that fire. It ignites, uh, it ignites, it ignites a firestorm. It ignites something that can't be stopped. That no back burning can, can handle. I tell you what, the devil will try to put, put up fences, put up posts, try to, try to put up blockages. But there's nothing that can stop the all-consuming fire of God. The fire of God. The Holy Spirit, fire of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May take your seats. I'm getting excited. I, I, I only think it's right that if I stand the whole time, you should too. 
This church is a, is a great church and uh, thanks for having me again. Thank you, Pastor Stephen, Pastor Kylie, for having me. Thank you for feeding me. I've put on five kilos since I've been here. No, it's, that's terrible. It was 10. Um, that was, no, it's not. <laughs> Good thing I fast and pray a lot. Um, no, thank you so much for your hospitality. Your church is incredible. Uh, I really believe what God is saying and doing in this place. It's not by coincidence, but it is an outpouring, and it's the, it's the oil that's being poured out. It's the oil that's being poured out, poured out of the people, poured out of this place. It's, a, it's an offering. There's a, there's a bigger offering to come. There's a great offering, and it's a squeezing, and it's a pressing, but that's where it comes out of. That's where breakthrough happens in that in that place of friction, in that place of turbulence is where breakthrough comes. And it's being poured out. It's being poured out so much. I see great offerings coming uh, for the new projects. I see great things happening in this place. And, and I want to tell you that, you know, this is a, a generous house. I feel generosity because the spirit of generosity is love. When, uh, when uh, people say to me, we, don't, we have a problem with giving, you don't have a problem with giving, you have a love problem. Amen. It's not about, it's not about uh, whether we can't get the people to give. No, you've, you've got to love. See, where there is love, where there is love, what you love, you give to. And, and, and the, the spirit of gener- generosity is a God thing. And the spirit of that is love. And where there's love, there's an overflow of generosity. Whatever you love, you give to. Whatever you, uh, uh, you, know, you buy, don't you? Whatever you want, you, whatever you love, whatever you love your children, you give them whatever you want. If you love your church, there's no problem there. There's no problem. It's a love problem. It's a love issue. If there's a problem, but I sense this is a house of generosity, a, a giving church. You give to what you love. There'll be an overflow when God breathes on that, and, and you see what He will do. He will He will build His house. He says the gates of hell will not prevail. He will build this place. You know, I, I love that Apollos water. Paul planted it, Apollos water, but it was God that brought the increase. It's God that brings the increase. But it comes out of a spirit of love. A spirit of love for people. If you love people, you give to the church. If you love people, come on. (laughs) You will tithe. You will give. You will keep pouring out. Amen. I don't know if I touched a nerve there with some people. I don't know. I'm just going to have a drink. Because it's generous. See, the world has perverted uh, giving, especially to the church and to charitable organizations and things like that, and giving just freely because you don't get back. That's what they say. That's the enemy trying to pervert God's generosity, trying to teach you something else. But you know what? His ways are not your ways. Your, his thoughts are not your thoughts. Do not conform, the Bible says, to the patterns of this world, the patterns that, of giving. The patterns of investing. So don't don't think like that when it comes to kingdom giving. When it comes to kingdom generosity, because uh, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. 
I hope I'm helping somebody. I feel like I am because it's getting quieter and quieter. <clears throat> That's always a good sign or not. <laughs> this morning I, I shared on uh, our three thoughts and I don't say points anymore because it's old fashioned and thoughts is for young people. <laughs> so I shared on three thoughts uh, and I want to share again about that, about the well about the well, but this morning I had um, Mark show off to me. Mark, you're a bit of a show off, aren't you? <laughs> he can do something I don't even think I can do. Mark, why don't you come up here? Because <clears throat> are you excited, Mark? Mark's wife's embarrassed. She's not even looking. She doesn't want a part of this. Mark, how are you? You good? That's good. We prayed for Mark uh, yesterday, and uh, well, Mark, why don't you tell us? Um, yes, so I come up for prayer yesterday, and uh, I, I, I'm really being stiff in my legs for a long time. I've had arthroscopy there, I've had two arthroscopies there. I've got, I guess, hips are not quite what they should be. A lot of abuse over the years, running and all sorts of stuff, and sport and footy and whatever else has taken its toll. And um, after the last arthroscopy, I couldn't. I couldn't even sit down on the ground. I, in fact, my brain in over two years forgot how to do it and I couldn't even think how to get down. If I did get down, it was a multi-stage step to get up. Um, yesterday I went home still in pain, but um, I could move. Um, today I came back and I was praying about the pain. I've still got some, but more is gone. So um, I could definitely not do this yesterday. Okay, right, and I definitely could not do this yesterday. I still need one hand to get up. Mark, I think everyone needs one hand to get up. (laughs) Hey, why don't we stand, church? Can we pray that the pain goes completely? Look, Father God, we thank you for what you've done and what you're going to continue to do in Mark. But we believe right now in the mighty name of Jesus for this hip, there's pain that's still remaining in here. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, go from him now. There it goes. Come out of him now. Pain leave and be completely transformed. And we thank you for everything that you've done, Lord, and everything that you continue to do. Amen. Come on, let's give him some glory. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Mark. We'll keep praying for him, keep believing, but the pain's gone and it's going and it will continue to go. If you've got pain in your body, just believe right now. Actually, put your hand on it right now. If you've got pain anywhere in your body, let's believe that it's going to come out right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. That's it. It's leaving now. Come out now. All pain. All pain. Put your, wherever the pain is. Wherever the pain is. Some of you got uh, you got pain in your heart, and it's and it's sadness. That's going to go too in Jesus' mighty name. You've been carrying a, a weight, a, a burden. If that's you, put your hand on your heart. It's going to leave now in Jesus' mighty name, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, all pain, physical, spiritual, leave now in the name of Jesus. There it goes. 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 It's leaving now, it's leaving now, it's leaving now, leaving now, 
leaving now. Come on, give him a shout of praise. If you feel pain's gone, if you felt God move in your life, just give him a shout of praise. If you felt physical pain leave, just give him a wave. Give me a wave right now. Give me a wave right now. Begin to try it out. If you couldn't do it before, give it a test. He's great. He's worthy to be praised. This morning, uh, you can take your seats. You can, if you want to stand, you can stand. I don't want to restrict anybody. No, you sit, please sit down. <laughs> Disturbing the anointing. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. You're adding to it. That's. <laughs> um, I, I shared on uh, three thoughts. I said that, didn't I? On the on the well. Who knows what the well is? God gave me this verse, Genesis 26, verse 18, 19, and said, redig the wells, Daniel. Redig the wells. That's what Isaac did. He redug the wells of his father. God spoke to me about redigging the wells of prayer over Australia. Redigging the wells. He said, the enemy has come and he stopped up the wells of prayer. Daniel, it's time to redig the wells of prayer again. Redig the wells of healing. Redig the wells of power. Is this speaking to anybody? To get on your knees and start digging. If you look up your commentary, Isaac and his servant got on their knees and they dug it with their hands. And I felt like that every single prayer was like a handful of mud each and every time. And I felt discouragement. I felt boundaries. I felt the enemy attack. Every time I prayed, it felt like it didn't happen. It didn't work. Every time I spoke, out these words and I believe and I laid hands on the sick and I thought they will recover they shall recover but it didn't happen so I keep kept on digging I kept on digging until finally one day I saw first healing a broken arm and a boy who played footy broke his arm on a Wednesday got healed on a Friday and from that moment on we saw multitudes of people healed we saw everything we saw everything skin cancer go we saw cancer leaves where people had it in their stomach we saw people with cancer in their body it disappear Uh, tumors disappear I've seen tumors in people's face disappear I've seen leprosy disappear. I've seen broken bones, broken feet in the office get healed during work hours. I had one guy message me on on Facebook and said, can you pray for my foot? I broke it at at training at soccer. And and I was very um, uh, bold. And I said, consider it done. I typed it back to him. You are healed like that. And some people say that's arrogant. And know that the enemy says that's arrogant. God said it's entitlement. Um, you are a child of God. Don't let the enemy come, come against you. He'll tell you, stop being so arrogant. Who do you think you are? Get back in your place. God says, no, you are entitled. Stand up like a child of God and, stand, and be that child, that child that operates and works and moves in gifts. You've got it because you're my son. And he's saying, son, daughter, stand up today. Stand up right now and come boldly to the throne room. He said he felt two hands. One grabbed the front of his foot. One grabbed the back of his foot. He's sitting at his desk and he feels the hands press like that, he hears a click and his foot goes back. He takes off his moon shoe and starts dancing around the office. And he goes, I've been healed, I've been healed. He he never looked back, he's completely healed. Had x-rays and everything, it comes back totally healed. Totally healed, come on, give God the glory. God said to me, Daniel, 
Jesus said to me, I love Facebook. That's what, no, he didn't. But you know what? God can use anything. He just needs a vessel. He just needs somebody that will stand up and say, you know what, I'll do it. And you know what, that, that takes a lot of courage because you get knocked back more and more, more and more and more times than not. And he's, but he's looking for a generation of people that will stand up no matter what, no matter what, no matter what. If you get set back, if, if it doesn't happen the first time, and it might not, I don't know. I, I don't want to put God in a box. He can do whatever, but I, want you to, I just want you to keep digging. Just keep going. Dig in. Stay on the course. Keep praying for people. If it doesn't work, pray again. If it doesn't work, pray again. Keep on believing. Only believe. Only believe. So I shared three points. No more, no less. Three is the number of the points. The number of the points shall be three. (laughs) Five was right out. There was no five. No, okay, I won't go there. That's right. Pastor knows what I'm talking about. Luke, everyone else is completely lost. But... um, (laughs) Praise God. Luke 11. Luke 11. Disciples go to Jesus and they say to him, Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Why? Because prayer is vital to your existence. I see it like a tube of air being connected to heaven. Like a diver on the bottom of the ocean. You need air. You need your air. Right? Uh, you, what is it? The body needs three. There's three vital things that the body needs. It needs food. It needs water. It needs air. Food is the word. You, you, you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Right? The water is a spirit. Rivers of living water flow out. This is exactly the same in the spirit as it is in the natural. I reckon and I believe that you can't go three days without reading the word. Same as your body. You need food. You need food. You need water. You need to drink. Three days it takes and you're dehydrated and you die. You need to be in the spirit. If you haven't prayed in the spirit for three days, I tell you what, you're drying up. You're almost dehydrated spiritually. You're on spiritual life support. And prayer is your air. It's your lifeline to heaven. You need to pray. Five minutes is the maximum you should go without breathing. You'll soon find out if you go past that, what happens. You'll go blue and you'll pass out. It's the same in the spirit. Don't go five minutes without checking in. Father, I love you. This is prayer without ceasing. This is what the Bible's talking about. It's not talking about holding a prayer meeting every five minutes, but it's just checking in with God. Father, I love you. God, you're awesome. You're mighty. You're worthy to be praised. Oh, thank God someone's getting this. This is where your strength comes from. This is where your anointing comes from. It's where your power comes from, where vision comes from. It's where revelation comes from. Bible teaches us in Isaiah 40, uh, it's where you renew your strength. The Bible says you will soar, doesn't it? 
You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not grow. It's where your strength comes from. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Church, I'm telling you, God is calling you into a new season where you're going to run before you walk. You're going to soar before you run. Oh, I don't know if you're getting this this morning. Come on. This is the way that God works. This is the way His Spirit works. He fast tracks you into His anointing. Fast tracks you into His Spirit. That's why He says you'll soar before you run. You'll run before you walk. Once you get into His presence, then you, you are Spirit-led and you walk in His anointing. He's t- telling you this morning, come on, don't follow the crowd. Don't follow what people are doing. Don't get caught up with what others are doing. Don't follow the crowd. Follow the cloud. Get into his anointing, get into his spirit, get into his power, start to soar into it, start to run into it. Are you hearing me, church? So I went on this journey of prayer and I started to unlock the well. And I I remember my dad as a young guy, as a young boy, we'd go on prayer walks. And when he would walk, he would pray and he was teaching me how to draw from my well. When was the last time you drew from your well? I want to encourage you today to keep drawing from that well. Show your children how to draw from the well. Show you the next generation how to draw from that well. Keep drawing from your well. Just draw from it. Draw from it. Show them how to do it. Because when life's problems, when life's issues, when the pressures of this world come, and they will, do they know how to draw? Do they know how to dig? Do they know how to get on their knees and get hungry? At the moment, they're smooth sailing. They're just children, 11, 8, and 5. There's no problem in the world. My son's biggest issue is how much stamina his Beyblade has. That's his biggest problem in life right now, if it doesn't spin longer than the others. But there will come a time where the trials will come. And he sees me every day praying, walking up and down the halls of the house, speaking in tongues, drawing from the well. My mum, she used to always, every day would come home and there'd be praise and worship and the sound of a vacuum cleaner on in the house. But the praise and worship filled the house. Everyone that would come there would say, there's, feels like there's power in this house. I sense peace in this place. And they didn't know what was going on. But in that place, there was heaven. Heaven was touching earth. There was a place. Come on, my kingdom come, my will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. There was a spot. And it was where the praises, where the prayers uh, dwelt. There was that place every night. Oh, it's so funny. I hear all these modern problems of, of, of parents these days having children and what to feed them and what time to go to bed. How come my parents never, how come in the 80s they never had any issues? <laughs> how come no one knows how to raise children anymore? <laughs> They're all worried about what they should watch and who, you know, do and hang around and uh, be around. Come on, my parents just covered me in oil and sent me off prayed for me somebody said oh you know this cartoon these kids were watching these days I went cartoon what was it rated G or PG or something like that I went 
My mum was reading me the book of Judges before bed. I'm like, how many heads went on the pole, mum? Read it again. <laughs> You're worried about a cartoon? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that was R rated. <laughs> what happened with JL? She seduced him and then just put a tent peg through his head. I love that story, mum. <laughs> you read it again? Read your kids the book of Judges. I'll tell you what, they won't be fearing anything on earth. They won't be fearing anything, any demon in hell. They'll be fearing God. Fear of God is the beginning of all understanding. There's power in fearing Him. Matthew 7, verse 7. I want to teach you just real quickly. Real speedy, Gonzali. Can we do that? <clears throat> the well. How to draw from the well. Matthew 7, verse 7. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. It will be open to you. Ask, seek, knock. My Bible says keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. That never stops. Keep doing it. That is on repeat. Not eat, sleep. Rave, repeat. It's not like that. It's it's not. It's ask, seek, knock, repeat. Okay, that is your life. Keep doing it. The Bible says, "Ask, ask." Is my first thought this morning. Uh, make your prayers known. That's what it says in Philippians four six. Make your requests be known. The Bible says, "You have not because you ask not." You need to ask. And I mean specifically ask. Get real with God. <clears throat> Can I be honest? It sounded worse because my throat's raspberry, but I'm not angry. Make your requests known. What it is you want to see done. And I mean get specific. Get rid of the fluff in your prayers. And God doesn't care about how many times you say his name. He knows you're talking to him. All right. Some of us treat him like he's got an identity problem, identity crisis, and it, or even very insecure if we don't mention him. God is not insecure of me. I was praying for a guy and I didn't say in Jesus' name and thank you, Jesus, uh, about 50 times in the prayer and he kept saying it for me. I said, God's not offended by me. He's not threatened by me. He's definitely not. Definitely not. Right? <clears throat> he uses me and he uses you. I cannot do anything if it's not for Jesus Christ and the authority that he's given me. All right? Make your request known. Make them simple. Be specific. God, I need money for this and this is the amount now. I want broken bones healed. I want to see them formed together in Jesus' name right now. Be so specific. Be so suspicious. No, be so specific with your prayers. Get in that prayer closet and ask him exactly, exactly what you want to see outworked. 
Are you hearing me? I had somebody say to me after the service once, well, God knows what I'm saying before it even comes out of my mouth. You still have to say something. Faith is released by, by speaking out. By speaking out. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if you don't make it audible, how are you going to hear it? How are you going to hear it? Come on. Speak it out. It's released that way. Faith is released that way. Release it today over your life. Amen. Keep on asking. I liken this to the courtroom. You're in the outer courtroom of the temple. You're walking around there in that realm of ask. Don't stop and say amen there and close the door and walk out. So many Christians, I find, in the church today live in that realm of ask and only live in that realm. They never go beyond it. They keep asking and then they say, Amen, thank you, Jesus, and they walk out. And they keep asking and they keep asking and they come to me and they say, I've never had an answered prayer. I say, where do you say Amen in your prayer? In the realm of ask. Come on, are you hearing me, church? Is this too deep for you? I hope you're getting this this morning. Don't stop there and say Amen there. Keep on asking because God wants to take you into the second realm. It's the realm of seek. In our instant world that we were talking about before, nobody likes this realm anymore. We live in a microwave society. We live in an app. Can we just download the app for seek? I just want to press the button. I don't want to fast. I'll fast Facebook. I mean, they didn't have that 10 years ago. I'll, I'll do that one. Come on. We need to go into the realm of seek, and that's moving into the, the tabernacle. That's moving into this place, walking around in there. See, in that realm of seek, things change. You stop asking and you start hearing more of what God wants. It's funny because even in that realm, your ask changes again. You stop asking for a Ferrari. (laughs) And you start asking for souls. And you start calling more. Lord, send out more souls. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Pray, pray. That's the key to unlocking the harvest is prayer. Prayer, prayer. Lord, I ask for souls, thousands of souls to be poured out over this region, over this, over the, over the Mali, Lord, over Mildura, over every town and surrounding area, Father, that you pour out thousands, thousands of souls come into your kingdom that they know you, Jesus. They begin to know you, Lord. Call them home from the north, the south, the east, the west. Let angels minister them right now in Jesus' mighty name. Your ask changes in the realm of seek. So begin to seek Him. You start to worship more. You start to call upon His name more. I'll do whatever. You start to be like Isaiah. What is it? Uh, 9 verse 8. Lord, use me. Send me, I will go. In the realm of seek. In the realm of seek, you've got the lampstand. You've got the showbread and you've got the altar in the front. You've got the lampstand that speaks of his trust. Will he, can he trust you with 
the gifts he's about to pour out on you in that realm of seek. There's a, there's a ministry coming. There's an anointing coming in that realm. The, the showbread that's renewed each and every day is the offering. What are you prepared to give? What are you prepared to give? Are you prepared to tithe? Are you prepared to plant a seed into this? And at the front, oh, at the front, you've got the altar where the sacrifice is made. Oh, you didn't know there was a price to be paid. There's a price. Grace is free. But everything after that will cost you something. That's where the incense offerings made. That's where God will squeeze you, will break you, will pour out not to hurt you, not to harm you. I'm not talking about sickness or death or hurt or pain. I'm talking about oil. Turbulence will come. Problems will come. But you know what? Just after that is the breakthrough. He's squeezing you. He's pushing you. On each and every side. I feel hard pressed on each and every side. Come on, but I stand firm. I stand again. That's where he's calling you to the altar. Are you prepared to sacrifice it all at the altar? Your time, your phone, your instant lifestyle. It happens at the altar. It happens at the altar. Let's keep moving on. Beyond that, this is where God wants you to go. He doesn't want you to say amen there at the altar and go, gee, that was a good time in his presence. That was fantastic. Let's do it again tomorrow. No, don't say amen there. You haven't got to where he wants to take you yet. He wants to take you to the holy of holies. The holy of holies. This is the realm of knock. This is the next thought. Knock, knock, knock. In in John 10, it says, I am the door. Who is the door? Jesus is the door. He's inviting you to come in. Don't say amen out in the courtyard. Don't say amen in the tabernacle. Don't say amen yet. Come through the door. Come into the holy of holies. Come into this place where his presence is, where his power is. Because what he's trying to do, what he's trying to bring you to is agreement. This is the last realm. I believe it's the highest realm of prayer. Agreement. See, what happens in that realm of agreement, everything changes. Oh, you're not hearing me. Everything changes. When you align yourself with God, when you align yourself with His promise, when you align yourself with His word, what happens is agreement happens. You start praying. You stop asking in prayer. You stop doing all these things. You start commanding. You start prophesying. There's a declarative anointing that comes upon you. You stop realizing, come on, uh, that language wasn't just meant for communication. It was meant for creation. You start realizing that's the purpose of why I have a mouth and a tongue and voice in it. Are you hearing me? Or is this too deep for you? Come on. You start speaking out. You start prophesying. You're not, your life's not determined by fate anymore. 
Oh, come on, you're not hearing me. You're not a chip off the old block. You're not a byproduct of great, 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 great grandfather's problems. He, he may have had a heart condition, a heart problem. He may have had an attitude problem, an anger problem, well-meaning grandparents and whatever that's been passed on maybe. You've got that, you've received. I'm sorry, I'm just acting out because, you know, my mother had that issue. Not anymore. Not once you get to that final realm of prayer. Agreement. Agreement. You start speaking out over that past. That past life is no more. No. I'm bought with a price. My life is not my own. It's yours, Jesus. You paid a price for me. I give you my life. All of it is yours. Shall I go do this with my body? No. Is food for the body? No. Is my body meant for this? No. It's to exalt your name. You start realizing in this realm who you are and what you've been called for. Your past is irrelevant. It is gone. It doesn't determine your future. Why? Because you spoke out over it. You declared it. It's not case or or whatever it will be. Uh, who's, who knows what my kids will end up. Hopefully, I just hope. I wish. No, they will be this. They will be that. Teachers and, and doctors spoke over me many years ago, said I was ADHD and I had dyslexia. I'd never read a book. Actually, when I opened up a book, I couldn't see words. I'd see lines. And they tried to put all special things on me, gave me different medication. They wanted me to wear glasses that had apricot lenses. If I did get picked on enough. <laughs> I mean, I had red hair. I was a ranger. And I really went through a lot of grief about that. I was picked on and bullied so much. But now I've embraced it because it's the fire of God that's in my life. It's just an outward expression of how much fire I've got in me. That's right, ranger of righteousness. I like that. And a, and a Viking heritage that comes with it. That's not really good, but the violent will take it by force. Come on. Come on. My mum would speak out over me. No, you will be this. You will preach. You will prophesy. You will heal. You will be sent to the nations. Come on. My life isn't determined by what happened in the past, by what some you know, doctor or some well-meaning person, teacher said over me. No, it's determined by God. It's determined by what God says about me, what I've spoken out over me, what you've spoken out over you. Come on, speak out life today. Speak power. Speak promise. When He takes you into this realm, you become like the prophets. You become Christ-like. If I can have the keyboard player, or the band, whatever. You become like Jesus. You become like Peter. You become like Paul in that realm of agreement. You become like Daniel. You become like Ezekiel. 
You become like Zechariah. And I love that scripture in, in chapter 3 where, where Zechariah is getting the prophecy. It's getting downloaded to him from the angel of the Lord. It says he starts speaking to him about what Christ is going to be like. He said, I see Joshua the high priest standing before me. He's a stick, a burning ember plucked out of the fire. I love this. Speaks of salvation. How many of us can relate to that story that our life was burning up, destined to be ash, but if it wasn't for God. God starts speaking out about what He's going to do to humanity. Zechariah is writing all this down, saying, I see Joshua, the high priest, standing before me. He's like a, he's like a stick, and a burning ember plucked out of the fire, and I'm going to wrap a clean robe around him. I'm going to take away his filthy garments. It's speaking about taking away sin from your life. I'm going to give him a white robe. I'm going to wrap around. And, and, and Zechariah is getting the download from heaven. It's quite incredible. But then it says in the next verse, so Zechariah says, have you picked that up? Underline it in your Bible. It's quite incredible. Because it's got God says, God says, and then it says, and then Zechariah says, then I said, I've got a great idea. Put a turban on his head. That's talking about a renewal of your mind. It's talking about salvation. He gets a prophecy. He starts to declare over somebody else's future. I'm not talking now. See, we've moved out of just your future, your family, your immediate family. We're talking about strangers now. People in the community, people that may have gone away from the Lord, sons and daughters that don't know Jesus. I'm talking about even generations that even haven't come from you yet. You start to speak out over them. I declare in the name of Jesus, they will be saved in Jesus' name. They will know you. They will walk with you for generations, for generations. There'll be such a holy anointing, a momentum that will flow through the generations. I speak out life over you. I don't know you, but I know God who knows your future. And He says this about you right now and you declare it in Jesus' name. Oh, are you hearing me, church? The doctors, and I love doctors, anyone who devotes devotes their life to healing the sick, just like Jesus, I am for that. I love that. But they will give you the facts. I'll tell you what, my God's not all about the facts. He's about the truth. And the truth is in His Word. And the truth says, the truth says you will be healed. You shall rise up and walk again. Hand, stretch out the hand. Cripple, walk. Dead, be raised in Jesus' name. Come on, He's taking you to that level of authority. That authority, it's in your mouth, it's in your heart, but you've got to fuel the fire. Boy, are you hearing me, church? You gotta feel that fire. You gotta feed that fire. It needs heat. It needs fuel. It needs God's presence to breathe on it. It needs you to go through every single thought, every single prayer realm. Ask, seek, wait upon the Lord. Go into that realm of agreement. Go in through the door into the Holy of Holies. Go into that realm of speaking out, of declaration in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can I have every head bowed? Every eye closed. All across this place. Nobody moving around. Bless your musos or whatever. But nobody moving around. It's because of the anointing. Every head bowed. Every eye closed right now. If you're writing notes, finish them up. Everyone bowing your head. 
closing your eyes right now all across this place if you don't know Jesus the Bible says John 10 verse 9 that He is the door the Bible says in Romans no one comes to the Father but through the Son Jesus Christ the Bible says that every person every man every woman has fallen short has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God what does that mean? Maybe you're sitting here and you think, I didn't know that I had sinned. I didn't know that I needed Christ. I'm telling you today, you need Jesus. You need to bridge the gap of separation. You need to know. If you don't know where you're spending eternity, eternity is real. The Bible says the spirit realm is more real than this realm. The spirit world is more real than the natural right here, right now. If you don't know where you're spending eternity, you better get it right today because there's no gate crashing in heaven. There's only RSVPs and you've got to do that today. If you don't know Jesus, it's time to give your life to Him as every head is bowed, every eye is closed all across this place. It doesn't matter if you've done this, never you've done it before. Maybe you've done it a thousand times. It doesn't matter. You need to get right with Him today. Bow your heads, close your eyes all across this place. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if you want to accept Jesus into your life, if you want Him to be the Lord of your life, Lord and Saviour, that He he has saved you, but He also is Lord, He's Master, and you follow Him wherever you go. He's many people's Saviour, but He's not many people's Lord. Today He's going to become Lord and Saviour. Every head bowed, every eye closed all across this place. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift up your hand and give me a wave. I'm going to acknowledge that hand. And I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray for you as every head is bowed, every eye is closed all across this place. On the count of three, one, Jesus loves you. Two, you'll never be the same again. And three, lift up your hand if you're saying yes to Jesus right now. Lift it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can we all say this prayer together? Say, dear Jesus, I know that you died on a cross for my sins. And I know that I have sinned. I know that you rose again on the third day. I know that you live forever. And I know that I have sinned. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to create in me a new heart. Create in me a clean heart. Be born again. Wash me clean. Make my heart as white as snow. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and power. Fill me with fire. You gotta say this. The power is in the declaration. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. God bless you. God loves you. God bless you. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.